That'll be followed by possibly a cluster of thunderstorms moving in late tonight and early tomorrow. Going to potentially dump heavy rains and lightning and thunder tonight. Dropping off into the 70s to 80. Chance for widely scattered morning showers and thunderstorms increasing to become likely for the afternoon tomorrow near 90. More scattered showers and thunderstorms each day and near 90 Saturday as well as Sunday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. Practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. thing uh, here at the beginning of all things in the middle of the afternoon. It's time for the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Mary Ann is here, uh, which is something that makes us Hi. happy every Hi day. You. And uh, there I have lots of information about what restaurants are doing to what uh, are they doing to them. Uh, we are getting information from uh, new ingredients that may have come out from where we thought they used to be and now where we have some better information. And uh, we get uh, great dishes from other people who uh, stay with us or who uh, have their own ideas about, about what great, uh, great eating is all about. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, be wide open, uh, you know, within reason. And uh, please call us and tell us what's going on in the terms of the eating that you have done lately. Or the, uh, even if it's the kind of eating that came because you did do you'd a like very to do. good. Yeah, and then you liked it, right. Uh, our number is... 556-9696. I can't believe we're here. I can't. And, and actually <laughs> Absolutely get stunned. Do, 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 you do. know, Tom, you've always talk about, talked about me uh, if I didn't... Um, what? What are you looking huh? at? What? What's uh, the matter? If you were to rotate that, just that, yeah. that's, that's probably right, okay. right, exactly right. Uh, if if I wanted to, I could certainly have been a stunt driver, and I think you're uh, right. Stunt driver? Nope. Stunt, no, wait, wait, wait. as in what movie, movie stunt driver. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right, and I think I proved that this afternoon. Not that I needed to, because it it's true. But uh, yes, I could have been a movie stunt driver. I was a stunt driver this afternoon coming from the West Bank. I don't know. If you live on the West Bank, can you just tell me this for future reference? Is there always that kind of traffic heading back to the East Bank at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon? I have to let this big, boisterous animal out of our living room. one of our uh, our special moments around here. Uh, the food show uh, is supplied by uh, cool guys, mainly uh, young uh, uh, some girls who uh, send in their compensation. We have a, a small and, horse that lives in the house yeah. and decided he wanted to get out. And I was really glad because otherwise he's going to come pant behind us. 
but then he decided not to. I didn't jump up in time to get him out. So mm -hmm. you'll hear the panting, I'm sure, at some point. Anyway, uh, if you live on the West Bank, can you tell me if that is a normal thing so that I can plan for it next time? Because we went to uh, Tony Mandina's for lunch, and it was delicioso. You went there I recently? Mean, delicious. You, you have been there lately? I, I was there for lunch today. Oh, today? Yes, I was there oh, for lunch today, and I turned, I left at 12.30, and I said, I have to be on the road at 12.30. So I got on the road at 12.30, and the first thing that greeted me was a massive, totally stopped line of cars heading to the East Bank, like totally stopped. And I thought, this can't be, this, this can't be traffic. I don't know if there was an accident on the bridge or if that's just what it's like to try to head back to the East Bank on a Friday afternoon from the West Bank at about 12.30. But let me know because I, mm -hmm. I need to know that for next time. But anyway, I wound up having to pull a Huey and speed like a maniac down um, West Bank Expressway, go over the Huey P. Long Bridge, and then head home that way. And we literally just drove up five minutes ago. Mm. Five minutes ago. <laughs> well, we, uh, as we uh, pulled in, and, which I knew I was doing with a, uh, uh -huh. a one of those uh, uh, little uh, items that pour forth the. Oh, you had the uh, the espresso. Espresso. Yes. Yeah, and See how good I am. I can get like one or two words, and then just like have that brain race, and that's what we're looking at. The espresso. The espresso it, is what you had. And it's kind of hard to express yourself around here because the highs lately have been very, I very high. I dropped Tom at Andreas to visit with his old friend, and uh, and then I went uh, to Tony Mandina's. And uh, when I came back, Tom and Andrea were sharing a laugh about their usual same thing that they laugh about for the last 35 years about an espresso. You know, it would be interesting. And I would share see, it, but I can't. Go ahead. To see a, uh, a competition between Andreas and uh, we were just talking about him. Tony Mandinas. Tony Mandinas. You know what? You know what? We're going to do a week of shows, and this is going to start with Tony Mandina. Yeah. A week from now I hope I can line everybody up but I want to line up all of the Italian restaurants in New Orleans that have the Sicilian roots many of which started out in the markets back in the day all the mm -hmm. Sicilian Italians in the markets so we're talking about the llamas the moscas the um, the Mandinas, although the Mandinas were not in the markets. Um, anyway, uh, we, okay, you know what? We're going to go ahead and take the break early so I can throw all animals out of the house, okay? Oh, Let's just go ahead and take a break. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. And I'll get back to this in a minute. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. 
Cousin's Salad Dressings in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Desalman's catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304 1469. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? <laughs> Who doesn't? Go see Archie Siraj at Bistro Orleans. He's waiting to serve you from an extensive menu, like a really extensive menu of delicious New Orleans classics. And is this in Tony's? This is where you'll find the boat. Tony's. The seafood boat. No, Tony Mindy doesn't. I'm going to go back to that right now. Oh, so Because he has something in there. Really. What is it? Good to be. They have real turtle soup. They have what? Real turtle soup. I'm going to do their spots live tonight. Hmm. I haven't had the turtle soup over there, although I wouldn't be surprised. If it's real. It. It's good. I mean, I don't eat All turtle right. soup, but well, I've been told it's really Next time I go good. there, I'll check that out. Yeah. You're going pretty soon because I want you to go. It's really, really good. Yep. Anyway, um, it's just a little place that's right off the bridge in Gretna. You can see it from the West Bank Expressway. If you get off at Stump, you go down, you see it right there. It's been refurbed and jazzed up a bit since COVID, as a lot of people have done. But I was really blown away by the food. Blown away by the food. Mm -hmm. I had lasagna because we've been talking about lasagnas, and I just wanted to throw that lasagna in the mix. It was delicious. Like, I didn't want to stop eating it. I was really mad when I looked down at the clock, and it was 12.30, and I'd only taken a couple of bites out of the lasagna because she brought us a bunch of things. We had some... Um, eggplant, uh, fried egg, eggplant with the marinara, which was really good. Uh, I've been getting a lot of good fried eggplant lately. I, I used to see the fried eggplant that was one inch square. And to me, that's just too thick. Well, you it's, got it though it's, anyway. It's too, and you were happy well, no, with she, it? she brought it out as, a, as an appetizer for all of us. So we had right. a little calamari. We had a little fried eggplant. We had fried oysters with spinach and cheese on top, which was really good. The oysters were massive. They were almost like the size of a, uh, a computer mouse. <laughs> well, well, hang on before you drift massive. away. Massive. Uh, I've had that on uh, my little sheet here uh -huh. uh, for uh, quite a number of times. And uh, it is, uh, it's kind of smooth and you have to add the uh, information. What are we, what are we talking restaurant. about? We're talking about the one you were just. Uh, talking yeah, it sounds about. like Tony, you're talking about food, though. What Tony, about the food? What? It sounds like you're describing food. What do you? What Tony? Uh, Mandina. Uh, Mandina. Mandina. And two things uh, also come in. One of them is uh, their daughter, I think. Colette. And uh, it's lovely. She, she was with us. Mm -hmm. Has yeah, she's been uh, working there. Family. Well, she's thing. the she's the owner now. She took oh, over. She's the she owner. and her daughter Lindsay took over for oh. the dad. Really? 
and those things and happen. Tony himself and his wife were there at their usual table, and they were lovely people. And Colette was talking about him like he, well, you know, he's eighty three now. And I look at this guy and his wife, and they they look like they're in their sixties. Why are you well, talking about his, them like this? I find his, uh, <laughs> I find the, the look and the taste and everything. Uh, at stuff from Mr. It Tony. was delicious. And uh, I, delicious. I, I haven't had a, anything less than a really good one. So, I was uh, absolutely blown away by the lasagna. But that was not the, the killer dish to me. And I have to look it up on the menu because she said it several times. But uh, it is an eggplant medallion. I don't even like eggplant, really. No? I don't really like eggplant. Why? I mean, it's okay if it's put in front of me and it looks okay, I'll eat it. But generally speaking, eggplant is not something I'm ever going to order, okay? But I've had a lot of eggplant in the last week, all fried eggplant, and I, it's been fine. Mm. May I ask a, another yeah. Quash, uh, yeah. question? Yeah, And you just made it and extended a little bit more. Okay. Um, the, the whole business of... Uh, fried eggplant? Eggplant. Uh, or calamari, uh, what are you talking about? And calamari, about? that's a totally different uh, animal. Uh-huh. Uh, but... Eggplant, you can use in a, a variety of different uh, aromas, tastes, uh -huh. and uh, yeah, is this, just, going, is this yeah. going somewhere? Where's well, going? Uh, you know, I'm always on the, the the lookout for any of those things. Yeah. And she uh, makes this one. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, you're talking about Mandina's? I'm about Mandinas, to look it up. Yeah. I'm about to look it up because it is killer. It's got a name. It's got a person's name to it. I want to say yeah. Carlos. <laughs> or wait, let's see. I'm, I'm gonna look it up, and it's it's just unbelievably good, like unbelievably it's good. It's very good. It's served over a creamy angel hair, and it is uh, the eggplant is is breaded and fried, and then it has um, shrimp and um, and crab in it, and okay. I don't so, understand uh, and. I, an advent against uh, uh, things like uh, eggplant. I, I think the flavor of that is one that's re easy to get into. It's got a good texture, uh, a whole bunch of other nice things about it. But uh, you know, this is the way it goes. You oysters get Florentine. You like. We had oysters Florentine. I don't see it oysters on the Florentine? menu. It had a name. Really? I know. I've never had that before. I that know my good. I know my rabid texter is listening. So if you could text me the name of what that of what that eggplant dish was, because it's something I definitely want to recommend, but I don't see it here. I don't see it on the on the menu. Well, anyway, uh, it was super de duper, as I used to say with the kids, a la Peter T. Hooper from Dr. Seuss. It was really, really good. I cannot wait to go back. You and I are going to go back shortly. But um, it was, we had the Italian salad, which was, you know, I mean, a good Italian salad. I love nice, oily, olive -y Italian salads. Um, this was not made with an olive salad on it. It was the fresh greens, and they had the lemony vinaigrettes, and they had olives in it, and they had tomatoes. Get this, Tom. They had tomatoes that tasted good enough for me to keep eating them, which is extremely unusual in a restaurant. I can name just maybe one or two other places where I've had this extraordinary experience when you get a tomato on the plate and you eat it and it's 
soft, it's ripe, and it tastes like Toasty. a tomato. That's what I get out of uh, eggplant is when you, if you fry it, obviously mm -hmm. you have a combination there. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, you put it's them toasty, in the same, and, uh -huh. and then you fry them, and then you uh, yeah. work them up with a little crispy quality, which is what you get out of that kind yeah. of eggplanty stuff. But it's and toasty. It, it comes out even better than I have had it in any other media. Yeah. Well, the so, eggplants that I've had lately, and like I say, I don't usually or ever order eggplant. I just happen to be with people in the last week who have all ordered eggplant, and it was a shareable, so I would eat some. The first time we had it at Mandina's, those were not sliced in the, the standard square inch, which I think is soft and gray on the inside. I don't, I just don't like it. And maybe that's, maybe people are, are getting away from that because honestly, all the eggplants that I've had in the last week were not like that. So maybe that's not the trend anymore, but that was enough to eggplant. But, and then at the this last item of, of this is really uh, good. a nice little paragraph of these things, uh, there's a guy who sings there. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. And, I, well, you know, <laughs> Told Colette I was going to bring you back. But, I said, Tom's going to want that singer. And she goes, we can't sing But right he now. sings, and he sings yeah. my kind of music. Yeah, I know, and he lets you and, sing with him. And he'll let me yeah. sing uh, with you. He might let you do it, too. I don't want to sing. Uh, but uh, anyway, he's, <laughs> uh, he's quite a singer, and uh, I recommend him to you next time you go. Okay, but don't say that, Tom, because no one is no. singing now. That's taboo. Well, we just got here. It's taboo in COVID world. Well, you know, you know, it's, There's we, no uh, live music in COVID world. We haven't so. flipped the coins yet. Okay, when we flip okay. the coin, you can talk about it. But for now, don't be sending people to Tony Mandina to listen to the singer because he's not there. But the piano is there, mm -hmm. and you can look at it fondly when you walk by. But that's not the reason to go. The reason to go is because it's good good oh. yeah it was really good anyway so we had a i had a really good lunch at tony mandina today and well good job yes now you tell me you had lunch at andreas so what did you have i had lunch at andreas today because i screwed up in the early parts of the d of the uh, you did uh, yeah uh, uh we had uh, we had just come back you and i and had been doing some little questions that came just up tell us about your lunch tom don't, uh, no, tell us about your lunch. You had lunch. scallops, as I recall. Okay, scallops. You told I me you have, had scallops. I had a big bowl of scallops. Wait, was it scallops or mussels? No, Sounds mussels, like mussels are one thing, and scallops are. Well, I know, I know the, that, but the, you usually don't get scallops in a big bowl. And there's a. You a, get mussels in a bowl. It can go both either way, so it's a, it's I funny. You can either treat it like uh, eggplant, uh, <laughs> not eggplant, but. Uh, uh, the crunchy uh, what that you get on Help the Help us five five six nine six nine six. Tom, were the huh? were the scallops good? Uh yeah, whenever I've had them in another place that gets them is um, our buddy Fiducio. No, I, I never Filippo. Filippo. You know it's funny, he, we were talking about Filippo. He Filippo's. has a great version of that yeah. there. But not you have to kind of be in line to make sure you get it. So as it turns out, Colette and Philip our good friends and oh, Colette was talking about going over to Philip's house, which I would love to do because she was talking about the spread that he put out. You would think that chefs that cook all day when they entertain at home, take it easy and don't keep cooking. But I guess that's not the case with Phil, which really kind of doesn't surprise me. But then you also think that this is what they love to do because there's no other reason for you to be a chef if you didn't love it because it's grueling grueling hard work. So um, 
I mean, you, you have to really love it. So anyway, apparently he loves it enough to do it on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about the spread that he put out and I was just like salivating listening to this. But then I had the lasagna and this eggplant dish, which I'm going to get before the next break. And I mean, before the next hour. And, um, it was spectacularly good too. Not in the same way, but delicious, you know? So I started thinking about all the Italian restaurants that we have out there and mm -hmm. how each one of them can, now some of them are not as good as others, but they have, you know, the usual similar traits. And the food is, you know, Phil's food is is lighter and um, and I would say more modern than Mandina's. But they're both delicious. So it's like it's like you know, do I my favorite red sweater today, or do I wear my favorite blue sweater today? But you love both of them. It just depends on the mood that you're in. You know. Because they're they're both fantastically good, you know, and I I just uh, I'm kind of intrigued by that. It's the same kind of food. I guess this is true of all kinds of restaurants, you know. Um, but they're in the in the case of I'm trying to think of all these restaurants, and they're all in the same league, and they're all spectacularly delicious. Not all of them. Some of them are just delicious. But uh, I I can't think of any Italian restaurant in the city right now where I would say, well, you know, I'm not going to go there. Hmm. But well, anyway, you'll find it another time or I maybe was, not. I as, was delighted by lunch today. Delighted. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you would like to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. That's what we do here. We just talk about food. That's Period. true. And, the and end. entertaining too. Well, yes, we it. try to entertain. So call us. No, Sometimes we entertain without even trying. Oh, well. It's too bizarre. And it's entertaining in a rather kind mm. of way. But we, we do our best. We try. 5569696. It's the food show. 32 years running here. Not here. 32 here years running and, on, and on two or three different stations. I don't know, Tom, how many stations have you been on? We're You've been on the same station that changed names a bunch of times. And now you're back on your original station at WGSO, mm -hmm. but it's changed frequencies. So I guess you could just say that things change. That's the one thing. The more they change the more they stay the same or something sometimes. like that. Sometimes white shrimp not. season is starting. What who is what? White, white shrimp season shrimp season is oh, starting. That's a uh, that's a big issue. Uh the but you know what every time I talk to a a, sh a, a shrimp Shrimper? guy uh, -huh. uh I I try to get out of him a, a really good uh figure out of what do you get the better out of? Is it the brown or white shrimp? Uh-huh. What is, is the difference, the Tom? Hmm? What is the difference? Which, which do well, you prefer? The uh, I can tell you this. The ones, the brown shrimp, have longer... Uh, of Tails? Their, oh, antennae? Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, they are decidedly longer. And they also, uh, you don't come into quite as much uh, of the little things that get between your... your feet and teeth and have all, all that. Little legs. Yeah, and, and then you can go to, in other words, it's a more. What's the flavor like, though? What's the difference in the flavor? I, 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 it's like, it's French, of course, but it's.
kind of mellow in a flavor that's I find a little uh, softer. There's a white shrimp or else. brown shrimp. White shrimp. White shrimp. I'm talking okay, about right so now. Okay, so white we, shrimp. Yeah. Are white shrimp have a milder flavor? Oh uh, yeah, the 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 milder ones are the milder ones. But the the um, the ones we just were talking about about the brown shrimp. Uh huh. They're almost exactly the same. But in some ways, the, they are completely different from one of those. And if you put them in the system and you say, hey, what do you think of this? You will probably get happy, happy response. You won't be able to tell the difference. I don't know about that. So, no, but I mean, if you or, boiled them yeah. and took all the antennae and the eyes and all that stuff off and you just had the meat, if mm -hmm. you boiled them and put them each either, or you grilled them or whatever, but you had them side by side, cooked, mm -hmm. with no obvious means of identification mm -hmm. would they taste similar enough that you wouldn't be able to tell the difference i think they would if you're really into uh, shrimp uh but if you didn't uh i don't think you would miss anything and i don't think you'll be pushed one way or the well, other i mean it's 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 impossible to not love a shrimp although you're not a huge shrimp person i like little shrimp Okay. As opposed to I don't like really big shrimp shrimps. either. When you have to cut a shrimp three times to bite-sized bite pieces, to me that is too big a shrimp. I know there are people mm -hmm. that are thinking there's no such thing as shrimp that's too big, and that's fine. You can eat all of those shrimp, and I will eat some smaller ones because I am sort of a middle-sized shrimp person. Mm -hmm. I don't really care for the really huge shrimp. And for what this is worth, uh, the sheer quality of all of these shrimp, is decidedly more uh, extreme in, in a good way uh, since as long as I can remember starting with the first time I ever went to Pascal's Manali a long time ago. I had the barbecue shrimp, yes. Yeah? All right. All we right. are due for a break right now. Not right this second, but in a minute or so. Not a minute, so a few seconds, really. Uh, when we come back from the bottom of the hour news with the Louisiana Radio Network, we would love to talk to you. That phone number is 556-9696. You're listening to WGSO Radio. We'll be back. Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Kevin Barnhart. Baton Rouge police arrest three women who allegedly physically assaulted a teenage restaurant hostess because they could not dine at the same table. Sergeant Don Capola says the young girl had to be treated at a local hospital for her injuries. She's doing her job following the uh, restrictions put in place by the restaurant to abide by the social distancing and, and then... Uh, this happened. The three women arrested range in ages from 27 to 48 years old. The state is receiving $205 million in BP oil spill money for a variety of projects to help recover from the 2010 Deepwater Horizon disaster. Executive Director of the Coastal Protection and Restoration Authority, Bren Haas, says $176 million will be used to build marshland in the upper Barataria Basin. This is the biggest marsh creation project that the Louisiana Trustee Implementation Group has approved to date. So about 1,200 acres of coastal wetlands in Jefferson Parish between Bayou Lafourche and the Mississippi River. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com Are you a Louisiana small business? State Treasurer John Schroeder here. I believe small business is the backbone of Louisiana's economy. If you're struggling to stay afloat during this pandemic, the Louisiana Department of Treasury is here to help. With the Main Street Recovery Grant Program, you are not alone, and you can apply for this grant for your business today. You support our workforce, Louisiana, and we support you. The Louisiana Main Street Recovery Grant Program. Support when you need it. Apply now at LouisianaMainStreet.com. 
If you love Zydeco music, let the good times roll smoke-free. If you love winning, let the good times roll smoke-free. If you love karaoke but sing off-key, let the good times roll smoke-free. If you love Louisiana and our distinct way of life, it's time to protect the air it breathes. Whether you're living it up or making a living, people everywhere deserve smoke-free bars and gaming venues. Do your part to support a smoke-free Louisiana. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, indeed. You know, we can, uh, one of our talents here in the uh, house is uh, the ability to not use lyrics and just kind of make it up as we go along, like this. Join us on any evening eggplant, who cares, <laughs> and takes you over the bears, where you should bring them back you know, Tom, and reply. It doesn't really reply. sound like a talent. It sounds so more like a syndrome. <laughs> Today is National Corn on the Cob Day. The Cob Day. No, Corn on the Cob Corn Day. Corn on the Cob Yes, it's well, Corn on the Cob Day. Now, it's too bad that uh, two days ago was the Cob because I know Stan, who is obsessed with sweet Stan. corn, Stan, traveling man. Yeah. We he, haven't seen him in a butt. Well, he called weeks. us two days ago. What? Hmm? He called us two days ago. Anyway. Yeah. Great guy. Um, he was hanging around Colorado with the sweet corn harvest. And then mm -hmm. he got, you know, really, really into all the different things that they were growing there. And then he moved on to the Wyoming State Fair. But he would have been very, very happy to hear about National Corn Day. In the parts of America where corn is vital, the sweet corn festivals have already begun as the vast corn farms move toward harvest. Most of those endless plantings are of what's called field corn, used as mm. livestock feed, corn syrup, ethanol. There's something really disturbing about the fact that corn syrup and ethanol are made from the same thing. Which ethanol? Just saying, ethanol that goes in the gas ethanol for your gas oh, oh uh, yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. gas yeah. with ethanol okay um ethanol and the like the corn we eat off the cob is specially grown and called sweet corn it really mm -hmm. is sweet That's when picked at the prime moment and cooked immediately indeed in the midwest they take they talk of the importance of picking the corn running right into the house where the water is already boiling and dropping it into the pot as quickly as possible. The sugar in corn does begin turning into starch almost immediately. A lot of research has gone into figuring out how to preserve that sweetness in the corn we find it in, in the corn we find on the, in the store. That is exactly what I was just talking about with tomatoes. I was just saying that I, I I was lauding Colette for serving a tomato that actually was soft, mm -hmm. ripe, red, and tomato tasting, which is extremely unusual. And we, you know, the reason for that is that, and Colette was talking a lot about going back to the family villa in Salaparuda four times a year. And I said, well, you know, the difference is that. She was talking about how hard it is to find good tomatoes. And I said, well, you know, if, if you're in Europe and they're growing it right outside or the market in town has 
you know, produce right off the farm, that's one thing. But here in America, it's a very, very big place. And so where the food is grown is likely far away from where it is eaten. And so it gets picked. It gets yeah, picked too soon. Yeah. It gets picked too soon. It gets frozen or it gets preserved in some way and gets loaded into trucks then put on trains and it travels two weeks before it gets to the supermarket and that's why that's mm -hmm. why it tastes like that or it doesn't taste like anything well, it's not a bad thing lord knows that's true well it's not a good thing two or three uh weeks ago uh-huh we had uh, a power outage here at yeah. the Blue Water Ranch, uh -huh. and uh, it wasn't you know disastrous or anything. We got the the guy to come over and change a couple of things and yeah. get us going again. Mm -hmm. But uh, I am persuaded that when the temperature gets really high, yeah, as it had that day, yeah, uh, you're just begging for a, a blowout in your uh, electrical shape, and uh, don't do that. And, does this uh, have something to do with boiling sweet corn? Yeah, it does, oh, because how do you how do you boil your corn? You put it in a pot full of boil. I mean, uh -huh. uh, come on. Okay. So, uh, but, <sighs> I thought but, you were going to say, because it's really hot in here for some reason. I thought we were on our way to another one of those well, blowouts. It, the, the bottom of this uh, delightful uh, idea is <laughs> if, you are, if it's really, really hot in your house, as it is over here, uh, and you uh, are a little concerned about what might happen if it gets even hotter? I watch that and <laughs> just you know everything will be okay. Okay, thank you, Tom. You're yeah. the only mm -hmm. one that focuses on stuff like that. All right, yeah. so here's how to boil the good fresh corn on the cob. We find out here these days. Bring the pot of water to a boil. Drop the shucked corn in and turn the heat off. Let the corn sit there for five minutes and start eating really the corn doesn't need to be cooked at all just eaten an alternative is to grill the whole ear the technique there is to remove all but the innermost layer of the husk and then put the corn on a moderately hot grill when you can see the the mm -hmm. pattern oh, when you see the pattern of the kernels browned under the husk turn it and uh and repeat the process i didn't know that huh. mm -hmm. then it's works. ready to eat the right amount of butter on corn on the cob is enough so that it uh it runs down your arm as you eat it that is so so true very very true mm -hmm. anyway um yeah let's i i like corn that's boiled i think better than corn that's roasted how about, and how about corn I love that is not corn. cooked at all? No, that's your thing, Tom. You eat corn by itself. <laughs> it just can like, be done. I know. You, and you it's say no that it doesn't deal. need to be cooked, and I say that it does. Pick it up, because, first of all, when you cook it, it heightens the color. That's Good. one thing. It heightens the color thing, for it? sure. Well, I think so. And mm -hmm. uh, I love to take corn out of the pot and just put butter on it and watch it melt and then salt it up and eat it. Corn on the cob is really good. But I would love, sure. and I've not had this experience, I would love so much to have corn freshly picked and try it that way. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never had that experience. We'll try it once. It's not going to Well, I'm going to have to so grow cheap. some corn then. I'll have to grow you, some corn. 
Yeah. And I actually, I actually would like to try to do that. What? I actually would like to try to do that. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you would like to talk to us, we are here to do that with you. And I also have, I have gifts to give you. I have fifty dollar gift certificates gifts. Oh, from Bistro Orleans. I have twenty five dollar mm -hmm. gift certificates from um, from the Bistro Orleans. Yeah, $50 gift certificates. Oh, if you have something yeah. scintillating to say, did I use that one already? Titillating, oh, no, scintillating, of fascinating. Go, go right ahead. It has a lot of interesting things in it. Well, I just know that I'm not giving a gift card if it's boring. I mean, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose you're right. There. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. All right, so if you have something fascinating you would love to tell us, or even something newsworthy, we'll take that. It doesn't necessarily have to be that fascinating. But just an interesting call. You know, if you haven't called us before, yeah. gosh darn it, I'm about to give things away just for that. Yeah, oh, we want to Anyway, help you. so we have that. And of course, we, Nicole wants to give away some more swag bags. So if you want a Dorignac swag bag, you know, you, swag can, you can do that. Yeah, I've heard you use that expression, and I must say it's probably... <laughs> It probably means what it's it sounds like. It's way your cool meter. But uh, so what What does that amount to? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, what, what, someone look, up, someone look up the Urban Dictionary for the word swag. It's not something that I use. That's her term, and I think it, it applies. I think it applies. A swag bag is something that you think is very cool and you... Well, it's you, good enough for me. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna, it's, swag is the urban dictionary word for style. Style. It's urban style. Now, this is something that, in which I am a complete failure. No, I think you look very good, Tom. I think so. Yes, I like your new pink shirt. If I told you... Like, I like my, your clothes right now. Oh, my shirt here. We went and bought Tom some more Actually, clothes because all of his clothes were literally falling to the ground. My, what do you call this? The uh, and he drove me crazy enough to do that. I finally yeah. said enough, and and we went off to get him some clothes. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, yeah, what is that tie, Tom? Looks like a book it, tie. It looks like a, a bunch of books. Is it books or you know, is it pens? I have an idea. Who's this? I can't who's. tell. It, it is was put together by a guy by the name of the owner. Not, it's not McShay. Tommy has a bunch of ties from- McShay um, is here. No, you, it, that's not a McShay tie, is it? No, I, I just saw it on the phone, I just heard that. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, All right, Did, did I get that right? Nancy. Nancy. Nancy, come on in. We are very pleased to have you today. Well, thank you, Tom. It's nice to talk to you. <laughs> it's my I'm pleasure. Not, <laughs> Why so can't polite. I be nice to everybody I know? You are nice, Tom. You are nice to everybody. If only people could be nice to you. Like me. Hi, Nancy. Come on in. Hi. Well, hopefully I won't be boring, but I'm not trying to win a prize because I already won that wonderful prize of the... Yeah, we've the, already uh, got the prize for that, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I was calling about the shrimp. I have been processing mm -hmm. shrimp in my kitchen all day. Because oh, my husband, oh. one of his fishing buddies, got a whole bunch of them off right off of a shrimp boat mm. yesterday and gave us like 50 pounds, which I'm Oh, wow. Around. But, you know, when you get this, it sounds great, but then you have to dehead yeah. and, and freeze all these shrimp. Anyway, yeah. the, the brown you can freeze them with the head and tail on, can't you, Tom? What? You can freeze no, shrimp with the head. You're not supposed to freeze them with what? the heads on, I've heard, because it makes them too oh, mushy. You just Wait, you're not supposed to freeze them with what? With the heads yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I was. They're too mushy. Was, that's what I was going to say, because uh, you know it, it winds up uh, taking that 
sticky, really over quality yeah. uh, kind of that, that doesn't grab me as much as I wish it did. I think I've frozen them with heads on before, and I didn't notice a big problem with it. Hmm. Well, it could be on the happy day. On the other hand, if you you know if you get like three pounds of shrimp. Well, yeah. no, that's not true. I was going to say, if you mm -hmm. get three pounds of shrimp and you start peeling them in no time, that's over. But that's not true. <laughs> you got a big job true. ahead of you. It's definitely not true when you have 50 pounds. <laughs> but yeah, I just, think, <clears throat> I just take the heads off. Anyway, uh -huh. the white shrimp come from a different mm -hmm. area. So they have, um, they are from the brackish waters rather, so it's less salinity. And that mm -hmm. makes them... Um, a milder flavor. Where is this? White shrimp. The white, white, white shrimp. shrimp. Oh, white shrimp, shrimp have milder oh. flavor less because of where they come from. White white shrimps are really good. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why they are, but the, she just said that it's because they come from a different area. They're oh, yeah. brackish. They have less salt water uh, and more sense. flavor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Milder flavor. Well, right. Glad we so they're that. more. They're more for. Things like boiled shrimp or fried shrimp where you want to really taste the shrimp, whereas the brown shrimp are more for putting in gumbos or etouffee or that kind of thing where there's another flavor going on. You know, I didn't, I didn't ever know why, but I always did seem to think that brown shrimp did have more of an intense flavor than white shrimp. I think it Although does. Although I love but all I'm shrimp. I'm not sure. So I, I, I haven't been able to find anything I love all shrimp. that will open that up and Me tell too. you whether that's true or not. So I don't know. She just told you. But anyway, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> so, Nancy, compare Jandusa and Brick Oven. Ah. Um... Brick oven has more has a much bigger menu, so they mm -hmm. have more of a variety. They have more um, veal dishes. They have chicken dishes. They have dishes that are not just red gravy. Mm -hmm. But um, and then Jandusa's now that they're in the new place is very beautiful place. But um, I just I I prefer brick oven, but they're both very good. You know, that's what, that's what we were just saying. Like, I went to, yeah. we went to Filippo last week, and I was just gaga. And then I we went, like I went to Mandina's for lunch today, and I'm gaga. But there are different kinds of gaga. But you know what? We have the wonderful, we have the wonderful bounty here to be able to go to one one night and another one another night, you know? It's just like, it's like right. you, you love them both, but no they're a little bit different, you know? So. We anyway. also went to Dabs a couple of nights ago. Oh, yeah? Dabs, yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. That's uh, oh. dogs. No, I'm sorry. I, that's my mistake. Dabs is the latest um, operation of our friend. Duke LaCicero. Duke LaCicero. His real name is Dabney. Dabney is his name. For some inexplicable reason. Go ahead. And uh, he has uh, had a, a number of restaurants downtown mostly, although he's gotten out into Metairie at times. And uh, is so well enough liked mm -hmm. uh, in the uh, business of uh -huh. shrimps and a whole bunch of other things, too, that when, for whatever reason, he turns up at a, at a different place uh, trying to figure out things. People are. will go. And uh, then uh, you get to a point and you say, well, let me, let me go in there yeah. and try it out. Sure. And 
So let's I hear what Nancy has it. to say. She it's, went. It's uh, right across the street. Would you like the Fairmont House? Well, no, it's it's by the post office. By the post office. All right, we're running up against a break. Nancy, oh. what uh, what did what did you think? Oh, it was delicious. There were four of us, and we all got different things. And um, we had some of the flatbread first, which is sort of a pizza-like thing as a as yeah. an appetizer. It was very good with artichokes and spinach. And then we had shrimp and grits, which is different. It's very spicy. I forgot the name of it. Maybe a voodoo shrimp or something like that. Uh-huh. And the men got um, eggplant <laughs> of some kind. It was with a red sauce, a red gravy, and they liked that. Mm-hmm. And uh, my other friend got a hamburger, which she said was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Also, their French fries are very different. He's a, good, he's a good chef. I'm starting to think Nancy yeah. eats out more than we do. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get out either get out or take out just to support the restaurant alright well good keep supporting the restaurants yeah. alright Nancy thank you for calling you're welcome bye bye take care bye bye alright 5569696 is the number we have to take a break we'll be right back Okay. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily his father left in 1924 but those connections are still powerful The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. Night and day, you are the one. one. Only you connects the sun. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right, then. Yeah. 556-9696. If you would like to talk to us about food, we're here to do that with you. In the meantime, Tom will just sing. No, Tom's not going to sing. I'll smack well, him if he keeps trying to sing. They won't let me get away with that, I can tell you. <laughs> well, this is the best taste to be had. Uh, inside inside the electrical in the voice of the yeah. delicious, which looks upon uh, the fried ends and friend wrens, too, uh, and Moro uh, things, too, and joining us. We're, that's what I'm asking. Tom, do you know what pizzole uh, is? Pizzole? Yeah, do you pizzole. know what pizzole is? Um, 
is the edible dictionary word of the day. Do you know what pozole is? No, tell me. I, I it's can't tell stew, you. It's a stew. A stew? Based on hominy, corn on kernels, hominy. treated yeah. with lye. Mm -hmm. It's grits before they're ground. It is grand, in its grandest form, it includes pork, enough red pepper to turn it ruddy brown, savory vegetables, and other additives that vary greatly from recipe to recipe. A very dry version of pozole consisting mostly of the hominy part of it is served as a side dish with many entrees in New Mexican cuisine. Mm. Did anybody go over to Palm and Pine and have one of those plate lunches? Because I want to get over there and have that. That sounded good. She was talking about hominy. Uh, are you talking, I'm not a fan of hominy, tell you the truth. Are you talking about that uh, new batch of uh, restaurants and other stuff along those lines? Uh, we were talking to the owner of Palm and Pine because she's palm going and to pine. Palm as in mm -hmm. palm tree and pine yeah. as in pine tree. Yeah. And uh, they were um, they were on, or they are on, she's on Kitchen Queens of New Orleans, which airs tomorrow on WYS. And we've been having those women on. And she was the guest this week, and she was mm. talking about how they've adapted to COVID, and she was talking about these plate lunches, and one that she described had hominy in it. And I don't see hominy that much. We don't, it's not no, something you, you see you really very don't. much. It's, I'm not a fan of hominy. Do you like it, Tom? Um, I, I don't get, you're right. I'm with you on that. I don't see it. Yeah, it's often. not, but I'm not, when I do see it, I don't necessarily get it. I don't necessarily not don't get, get it. it. If, you know, if there are other things in the dish that I like, I don't necessarily not get it because it has hominy in it, but I can't say that I'm a fan of hominy. And, and another, unless you want to keep going with that. No, good. Uh, I'm we, just, but it depends on what you're going ahead with. Mary Ann and I, uh, <laughs> so far, I'm underwhelmed. encountered something a few days ago and then saw it up close a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was very please, uh, for the, the guys who have been on the, uh, the, the oh, here we go again. Well, we can't go and go and go. Mm. So no, we let's, can't. let's, so there's, uh, uh, there's a, uh, we'll take a, we'll, we'll do it at the break. How's that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Today is the independence day of Pakistan. Pakistan is right in the middle of everything. I don't know why that's in your, well, in your almanac. Like well, I know that usually it has a food connection, so let's, let's see what you say about it. It broke free of both the British Empire and India to form a mostly Islamic nation. Pakistani food is much like Indian food with a few dishes that more resemble Middle Eastern cuisine. The closest that, um, well, we don't really have one, I'm thinking, here right now. There was the um, there was a place called Salt and Pepper on Iberville. I know I'm supposed to pepper? say Iberville, but Iberville at Decatur. Is that what? something called pe Pepperville? It was that, called Salt and Pepper. And was that in it was one a, of those new kind of places? a Pakistani place at the corner of what you would say is Iberville. I'll say Iberville at Decatur. Okay, but it's not there anymore. Anyway, that's in a neighborhood. Yeah, well, it's in the French Quarter neighborhood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
5569696. It's the weekend, TGIF. And we have uh, some openings. Um, this weekend is the opening. Uh, oh, yes, we'll talk about that in a second. The opening of Chifuncta's, which is the glamorous revolution-like restaurant on the North Shore in Madisonville. It is on the Chifuncta, hence the name. And it is the second floor of the uh, restaurant that used to be Friends. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no connection between the two restaurants. There's not even any real connection between the upper level and bottom level of the restaurants that are the new in the new Friends. Friends is gone, a fading memory. And then the owners of Chifunctas and Anchor are the same owners and the same chef and one is a very casual restaurant downstairs and the other is a very very one-of-a-kind place up this is the likes of uh, has never been seen on the North Shore and it is uh, it's opening this weekend Chifunctas. Wonderful. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in that neighborhood which is a big big neighborhood. Uh, right well, also, around. Keith is opening another place, Oops. and I don't know exactly. They were waiting for the fire marshal when last I heard. They had targeted Wednesday as the opening, then Thursday. Now it's Friday. I don't know if they're open, but they are waiting for the fire marshal. It's five girls, and it is a breakfast lunch place in the old Krabby Shack. Yes, I'm mm -hmm. sorry if you're just hearing the news. There is no more Krabby Shack. That's one of the most... That's, uh, He'll do something. I, I'm sure he's going to turn up again somewhere. He keeps saying he's done, but he never is really done. You heard that, Keith? Yes, I said it. Five five six nine six nine six. So this is uh, a big weekend, at least on the North Shore. And um, I'm sure there are other things happening on the South Shore, which I will go to nomenu.com nomenu to find out about because our daughter keeps track of all those things. And you can find you are a subscriber to the newsletter, which you can mm -hmm. do by going to the website, nomenu.com. It comes out Tuesday, and we're thinking of just moving it to Friday. But mm -hmm. two times a week, and it's got all that stuff in it, who's open, who's what they're doing. Well, that's one of the jobs you know. we undertake here, and uh, that's why I think you want to take a, a look at it. A lot of vintage stuff there from your body of work over 50 years. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of stuff. And uh, I have to consult the newsletter today in order to tell you what other openings are happening on the South Shore because uh, I don't know that offhand. You know, no I mean, I know about Chifuncta and I know oh. about Keese because I know both of those people personally. So, um, so you know, we kind of get a, we kind of get an update by going there. They're going to be know, a big force in that area. Well, and, uh, that's I mean it's, that, yeah, that, that whole little tiny corridor has got some big happenings this week, you know, really big happenings this mm -hmm. week. So let's see. I'm going to just click on my version of the newsletter here and see what is happening this week. And because there are different things, we have a good piece in here about um, steaks. We were talking about steaks yesterday, but we talked mm. a lot about steaks yesterday because well, people it was, love steaks. Yeah. So let's see what's, oh gosh, Tom, you have a real superstore ad. Oh, a superstore? <laughs> yes, and then Islam today mean? there is a superstore ad from the real superstore. Remember there, um, 
you were doing there uh, used to call what was that thing you used to call the the company newsletter? There was a slang expression for it that you used to call it, and I don't know what it is. Anyway, the specials board, as per our newsletter, uh, Patton's Caterers is having a, uh, they're having, oh, they're starting brunch this Sunday. Let's see, the Half Shell is having happy hour back at Grand Isle. Grand Isle is oh, having their happy hour again. I like Grand Isle. Yeah, me too. Long trip. Ralph's on the Park, $15 bottomless rosé today. Oh, but that's at lunch. Never mm. mind. Okay. <laughs> the Supper Club has some stuff brewing. We'll talk some more about this uh, throughout well, the show. We have more of the program Yes. Five, five, six, nine, six. Nine, six is the number. It is time for the top of the hour news. We will be back after that with the second half of the food shows. This is WGSO New Orleans. Marvelous. Radio Network News. Thank you. We'll be back with more of the food show. Hope you are too. Hmm? We're, we're, we're out. Afternoon thunderstorms today taper off tonight. Then we'll get a break from the shower and storm activity. That'll be followed by possibly a cluster of thunderstorms moving in late tonight and early tomorrow. Gonna potentially dump heavy rains and lightning and thunder tonight. Dropping off into the 70s to 80. Chance for widely scattered morning showers and thunderstorms increasing to become likely for the afternoon tomorrow near 90. More scattered showers and thunderstorms each day and near 90 Saturday as well as Sunday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. Practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Adam Schubert. Join me on the bench Sunday nights at 7 p.m. here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Americans, log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value free by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours free. 2020safe.net. Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, says he believes voting can be done safely in person, provided people follow the proper safety protocols that are being put out there by the CDC. On Thursday, video game company Epic Games sued Apple and Google Play over their removal from app stores over payment cuts. Dieter Bonn is an editor with The Verge. This has been brewing for quite a while. The CEO of Epic, Tim Sweeney, has been angry at both of these app stores for quite some time. Bond continues on ABC's Good Morning America. The big companies like Apple and Google have 
a ridiculous amount of power. And the only way to fight back to them is to do something incredibly splashy, incredibly loud, and to maybe have billions of dollars behind your company to do it. Apple and Google both blocked the game because Epic introduced a direct payment system, effectively shutting out the tech giants from collecting fees. You're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. New York Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo said in a telephone press conference that bowling alleys can begin opening in New York on Monday. Cuomo said the bowling centers will be able to open at 50% capacity and everyone must wear a face mask. There are still some other states, though, where folks can't bowl, including Michigan. Bowling Centers Association of Michigan Executive Director Bo Gergen says the state's not even been in contact with him or centers across the state. We're just not even uh, on the blimp, on the radar, and that's been the most frustrating part. We don't know. There's been no communication from the administration uh, of where we're at other than just closed. Um, and we don't have any information from the administration what it's going to take, what it's going to look like to even open up our facilities. So that's been our biggest frustration. We were good citizens when all this started. Uh, we understood that there was a, 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 an issue out there with the virus. We closed our doors. We were told it would only be a few weeks. Still not one verbal comment from the administration of where we're at, what it's going to take to open up, answering any of our messaging that we've sent to them since April 28th, uh, respond to our pro preparedness plan, our protocols. We feel we're ready to go. 45 states have bowling. That audio courtesy of the Above180.com podcast. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. We are back with the food show second hour or second course as tom likes to say five five six nine six nine six if you would like to talk to us we're here to talk food with you and nothing but and that's what we've been doing for the last hour giving our various reports on food on our meals tom would you like to join us what <laughs> would you like to join us yes i would what you got five five six nine six nine six so um we, I got over the over the break. I got the name of the plate of the dish that I really liked in particular at uh, Tony Mandina's. Someone said you've been saying Mandina's. It's Tony Mandina's. Of course, it's Tony Mandina's. So um, don't touch anything, Tom. There you go. There you go. Anyway, uh, we had. Um, I had two things that I particularly loved. We had a bunch of things. They were all delicious, but this one thing was just like, I can't wait to go back and get it again. It's called Dominic Jude. It's called Eggplant Dominic Jude. So I guess that's someone in the family, and um, it's spectacularly good. It must be a special because it was not on the menu, but it was um, two fried egg, eggplant medallions with shrimp, and crab meat in a cream sauce over angel hair pasta. Killer, killer, killer. If that's on the 
get it. It's really good. That's something people love. What, eggplant medallions over pasta? Oh, yeah. Everybody right. serves it. And I, you know, I never get it. Maybe I should start getting it because I've been saying like eggplant, but that was absolutely fantastically good. Fantastically good. All right. So uh, let's see. In your almanac today is the Social Security Act was signed into law today in 1935, Tom. Yeah. I, I don't know what that has to do with food, but let's see. It obviously addresses a crying need. Uh, but there was a great deal of opposition to it, but the plan removed a depressing, especially in the Depression, uncertainty among older people without means who sometimes could not even afford minimal food and shelter before Social Security brightened up their outlook. Okay, does that have a food thing? I guess I guess it allowed older people to eat. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find a relation between these events and food because usually you have one, but sometimes you don't. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> Today is also the feast day of St. Arnulf of Soissons, who lived in France in the 11th century. Where do you find these things? <laughs> the 11th century. The yeah, but I mean, like, where would you, why would you go, how would you go to even look for something like that? Like, where would you? If, if you'd like to know. Yes, I would. Here's how it got started. Yes. Uh, there was a, a program of, uh, in uh, in a ship, uh, like a television show. Uh, yeah, more or less. No, it had all the things that put together. Uh, well, in this case, of uh, uh, its own. Uh, okay. Uh, but uh, I'll just I'll just go on to the saints. To the saints. Yeah, because uh, Saint Arnulf of Soissons lived in the 11th century. He was the patron saint of millers of flour and brewers. And it's also the feast day of St. Werenfriedus, who is a Dutch Benedictine from the 8th century. He's the patron saint of vegetable gardens and stiff joints. <laughs> you know, I wonder how all this stuff gets started. You're the patron saint of vegetable gardens and stiff joints. I just like when I'm, you know, Going through a book, I've yeah. always seen things that I wonder. I just go past something and say, "What the? Yeah, let me see what this is." And uh, I really get a lot of information that way. And the program that has uh, its software that brings all this in in one place, uh -huh. and if I get good with it, it will actually pop right in there at the beginning. The best part of the uh, uh, movement that gets yeah. going with this. And then you wind up, uh, if you can put it all together, it gives you something to talk about. But you don't really need that. You can get a book and read through it and look for the kind of info that you want. It's the info, not the it's, hard it's, software. It's the, uh, it's the collection of things. I like yeah, the collection. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, uh, exactly I've always right. found your almanac to be fascinating, which is why I sort of use it as a blueprint for the show. But I do sometimes wonder when I see something, what its connection is to food, because that is typically why everything is there. It has some food connection. Mm -hmm. I mean, vegetables obviously oh, have a food that's... connection, flowers and millers and brewers have a food connection, but uh, I was just wondering, you know, about like the Social Security Act. Just, just curious. Mm -hmm. Your words to eat by today, Tom, a bad review is like baking a cake with all the best ingredients and having someone sit on it. 
Aw. Poor, poor Yeah, that boy. is sad. It was Daniel Steele. Danielle Steele, oh. the mystery author. She was That's born today in 1947. Awful. Well, you know, I think that critics, and you can certainly speak to this, I think that critics tend to be uh, maligned for being critics. Who is it? What is the, the in your eat club, not your eat club, in your eat book, I think it's the eat book. Well, is it the eat book you have a dedication to? Was it Franklin Benjamin Franklin who said about the critic sitting on the side, being in the game or something? It's a very yeah, famous quote. I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up. Greek, in, uh, a Greek. Uh, oh, Ovid. Was it Ovid? Yeah. Uh huh. And do you remember what he, what it was? Because I'd have to go. Look, I'm gonna have to go look it up at the at the break. It's uh. Let's see, where were we on this? It's about the critic, who, and basically uh, yeah. it translates into, you, it's you easy to sit on the side and criticize, is what, uh, it, is what uh, it said. Uh, you ran into... Uh, critic. The critics. Yeah, it was the Danielle Steele quotation words to eat by. But then people go beyond that and pick some more, and they find some more of the same things, except usually spread out a little bit more, and a lot more data that's in there. Uh-huh. But you don't uh, remember the quote? Well, uh, I don't remember it really, although if I really, really needed it, I would look at the beginning of the Eat, eat Mass. Wait yeah, the Eat book, has the the, book, it has it, it the in beginning. there. Yeah, yeah, it's like the dedication is actually to Ovid. Actually, Tom, why don't you go look for it? Do you know where it is in the office? You have to take uh -huh. those off before you strangle yourself, though. Yeah, if you can bring that, we could do that before the break. Okay. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. Okay, today is kind of a uh, lazy guest every single day. In fact, several of them. So I have a couple of questions. The first one is, did any buy, anyone go to the WYES auction page and bid on something culinary on the auction page? I mean, you know, if you bid on something else, that'd be fun too. But, but did, you, did anybody buy one of those staycations or any of the gift cards on the WYES auction page? That was one of the guests that we had this week. The other ones were, you know, having to do with, shows and things like that. But um, we don't have a guest today. And so we have a lot of free time. And I wanted to go back to something that we did a couple of weeks ago, but we didn't get a lot of traction on it. So I'm going to throw it out again today. And I've decided this might be kind of a fun thing to do uh, to put Speaking on the show. Okay, so you got it? You got it? Uh-huh. Alright, what is it? Am I uh, do I have free moments? Yeah, yet? go ahead and read okay, it. But you need goes. to get kind of towards, like you're four feet away from the mic, Tom. How about no, how I can, getting a little closer? I can do it from here. Yeah, there How's you go. How's it sound like that? <laughs> okay, are we ready? Uh-huh. It is not the critic who scouts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbled where the doer of deeds could possibly have been acted better. The credit belongs to the man who actually, in the arena, has a face marred by dust and sweat and blood, and who is valiantly as uh, errors and comes short again and again and again and again. He is the one who, in the errors and comes short again, and knows the great imperials, the great enthusiasm, and the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who in the best knows the end and the triumph of high achievement, and who, if he falls, 
at least he falls while daring greatly. The translation is shut up, people. It sends a sadist down <laughs> Shut your, up, all you people that want down, to criticize. Down your back muscles. That was Ovid, right? The poet Ovid? It is uh, in the Armoud, A-M-A-R-D. I don't know if that's the same. Okay. Anyway, five five six nine six nine six. If you want to talk to us, I would like to know if you would like to, since it's Friday, and we're just kind of hanging out here. If you would like to take a guess back to the uh, the cookbooks on our shelf. One day, I decided that I was going to find out how many cookbooks we have on our shelf here in the kitchen, and um, it's a lot. I'll tell you that. And I counted them all. It was kind of funny because I a glance at them and sort of multiplied, you know, a general idea of what was on the shelf by the number of shelves. And I came pretty close to it. Actually, I was two books off. But um, if you would like to take a stab at how many books are on the shelf, we have gifts, we have prizes that we would love to give to you. Uh, on this uh, lazy Friday. So uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Five five six nine six nine six. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. There's a new restaurant in the Warehouse District offering the fresh and fun flavors of the Caribbean and delicious tastes of New Orleans. Nola K features the best of both regions with dishes like tuna ceviche, red curry shrimp, freshly shucked oysters, cumin spice strip steak, and desserts like caramel flan, tres leches, and key lime pie. And signature cocktails like the Bloody Jerk using their house-made mix. Nola K, 898 Barone at St. Joseph, nolak.com. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Desalman's catfish and the seafood boat. Carnival Time Lounge has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304 one four six nine. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. This is the food show. Thirty-two years running. Yeah, it's hard to believe. I gotta say, <laughs> and uh, we are here to talk food with you. Tom was most impressed today when actually I was really I was really impressed when I drove by the other day mm. and saw the newfangled pepper mill. And so I took Tom over there today to show him the newfangled pepper mill. Ah. What a great thought. Well, you said can I talk about it? So go ahead and talk about it. Okay. It's uh <laughs> it's a restaurant. Uh, are you serious? Cuz Of course it, I'm it, serious. There's okay. an interesting sto uh, story behind this. Mhm. Mm and uh, it was goes back to the Buck Forty Nine, the Buck Forty Nine mm -hmm. Pancake and Steakhouse, which was uh, a group, a New Orleans uh, group of restaurants, uh, 
and they were uh, at one point they had uh, 20 restaurants in no. in the New Orleans area. I don't believe that. I do because I was counting I some of the so, things. Tom. That uh, that I wouldn't have only buck forty nines, like that twenty buck forty nines. They had other spinoffs of other things. Yeah, they had good spinoffs, but okay. there they were. I was interested in the restaurant part of it because it was one of the first restaurants I went to on my own with my own money in my own pocket, right? Uh -huh. And uh, to uh, see and, and liking it so much that I felt like this is something I want to look more into, and I did, and I kept. Was doing this before that you were at UNO? Uh, no, I was just in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I, I, there might have been some connection, but it uh -huh. wasn't, wasn't much of one. Uh, you became sort of a regular at the Buck 40. I was, yeah, very yeah. much a regular customer over there. And uh, so, uh, let's see, where was I on this? So I guess that the pancakes the at Patina Bella, which are really, really good, mm -hmm. that the pancakes are from the buck 49 because the same family from, yeah it is and uh it worked out well because they are known about the pancakes and hamburgers and things like that but what they also have had that but that was not uh particularly right on the money uh was uh, all of these other sort of neighborhood restaurants that had some good and uh, they did that better than most people realize. <laughs> I don't want to go, go to a neighborhood restaurant that has gunk to it. Okay, well, don't call it gunk, and let's call it <laughs> wonderful. But uh, after a while, this became uh, what I thought was one of the most uh, 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 nicest uh, for my, my kind of taste at that age. I was in my teens. Still. Okay, this is again, is this uh, before mm -hmm. you went to UNO? Because you officially started reviewing restaurants at UNO. So yeah. this would have been this would have been in the days before you started reviewing restaurants. This is where you were just starting to think about, well, maybe I could do this. Is that right? Well, I, I could tell you this mainly that that uh, restaurant uh, gathering was uh, had put itself together so well that uh, they did pretty well. And uh, over the years, things changed, though, in the kind of food that you get in places like that didn't grab as much as it had before. But after that, there was a pretty good uh, good state of uh, uh, similar restaurants uh, that was, was around UNO. But most of the people there were up and down uh, places like uh, on uh, uh, Airline Highway, for mm -hmm. one, believe it or not, on Canal Boulevard. Canal. Not what was Canal. the flagship? Where was the flagship? Was uh, the one I would imagine it was the one uh on on uh, oak street no corner of not oak it's close to there mm -hmm. four blocks um and uh let's see what, what what's what's there now uh, uh there's i think a, a an app uh, uh i think it's who knows huh who knows what's there who's what's replaced if anything that you're enough, looking for enough, i think i could come up with it but because that uh, reminds me of something I was gonna I was gonna talk about, but you uh, go ahead and finish your buck forty nine. So so yeah. the family that owned the buck forty nine became yeah. well. They also had the buck forty nine and the forty nine steakhouse and uh, a couple of other. Uh, when did that close, Tom? Um, I'm gonna tell you somewhere like in nineteen uh, four. 
I'm very bad at remembering. So I things. think probably toward the millennium, right? Uh, yeah, was very, it, did it yeah. make it into the 21st century? I don't think so. Well, I don't think the Buck so, 49 no. was around when I showed up on the scene. I don't know, though. But I know that the family then split up. And I'm not talking about in any acrimonious way. I'm just saying that the generations had grown up enough to where they could go out on their own. Yeah. And so they became various things. But one of those grew in the group, uh, the pepper mill. Actually, yeah. one half, one part of it just shifted out and went uh, up into Mississippi. So there's another Italian family. No, there's one up here in Covington, Matina Bella, your favorite breakfast place ever. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Panola Street Cafe is yeah. another member of the family. Yeah, right, right. And that then, came on much later than the pancakes. And then the pepper mill preceded mm -hmm. all of those. Mm -hmm. So we have the pancakes. And... Uh, so the pepper mill, the reason we got onto this is that I took Tom over to see the new fangled pepper mill today. The and, pepper mill? Yes, and you didn't even recognize it. You don't even recognize the pepper mill from the outside. Huh. If you're driving by the pepper mill and you remember the pepper mill and then you look and you take a double take and you go, whoa, what happened? What happened here? This can't be the pepper mill because it doesn't look anything like the pepper mill and then you walk in and mm -hmm. it looks exactly like the pepper mill well it had a, a rather dramatic change outside it did but not inside and uh inside it's exactly that, the made same. A, that really changed it into something very different from what it had been but uh i uh i'll bet you if a buck 49 steakhouse uh were to open again now I'd be very interested to see what would come out of that because I, I, think, I think it might be pretty good. You know why I think nothing? No, tell me. Because yeah, things... go right ahead. <laughs> yes. Trends change. Yes. And things move on. Mm -hmm. And the Buck Forty Nine Steakhouse was a mm -hmm. wonderful institution for its time. But mm -hmm. things move on. They and I do. don't think Very true. the Buck 49 was almost kind of like a diner, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it was. Well, it, we, it don't, was... we don't do diners much anymore. That's true. So but I, don't then think, again... I don't think if a Buck 49 steakhouse opened, it would stay open that long. I think that the way it is now is probably the way it ought to be. Matina no, no, Bell is wonderful for what it is. Uh, I, would, I would not argue with you on that at all. I think it's obviously true. But the whole thing is that the pancake, I'm sorry, the... Um, Buck 49? Buck for, no, no, the one we... Pepper Mill. Pepper Mill <laughs> has been out there for, what, 70 years or something like that? It's, it's fairly substantial. It's been a long time. I don't think it's been that and, long. It's uh, been a long time. Huh? It's been a long time. I don't think it's been that long. So here they are. And, uh, and, and I think and the fact that the pepper mill, the pepper mill is now as upscale looking as it is on the outside is a testament to what I just said. Yeah. Which is things have to go glamorous now. Yeah, yeah. That's I think we all agree about that. Yeah. So did and, you like uh, it? Huh? Did you like it? Oh, yeah. which one? The pepper mill. The pepper mill. I haven't seen the new one yet. It's just come out. And so, uh, but I, I have a feeling I'm really going to, because the, the next generation, actually the next two generations uh, over there, uh, has been so much better that it's, you know, and, and this is not a put down on the people who aren't as jazzy as they are today, but, uh, you know, it takes a while to, to change things. But these guys and girls are pretty, 
Well, it's just big. one girl. It's Cammy, and she is from yeah. the. They're yeah, they're family. all cousins. They're all cousins oh, okay. somehow. So oh, well, um, that makes it easy. So Cammy has the pepper mill now, and uh, it's it's quite a nice facelift. Well, I don't think that they're going to give me grief for this, but uh, in in case they did, I want you to know you. Uh, uh, guy down there in the pepper mill and all the things you do i think it's a great idea to do what you're doing and i hope you uh keep it going and pull up some of those customers that you uh, have had to uh, hack through sometimes <laughs> but, uh but uh because well, a lot of people who wanted to go there they would if they could only remember the name of the place which a lot of people couldn't do it's it was a strangely what? set up uh, place okay but uh, anyway i i they know I'm, I love them, so uh, yes. I haven't been there in a long time. I know, I know. Uh, we were just there today, but we didn't, we didn't even get out to go say know, hello. Life. You can't, uh, anyway, it is a nicely spruced up place. A lot of people did a lot of, you know, I think it's been great to, like I say, I've been watching these people and how they are changing, you know, business models or whatever to adapt to the new situation. But <clears throat> one thing's for sure, a lot of people yeah. took the opportunity while everything was locked down to give their place a facelift, which was a really smart way to handle it. Very you true. know, it's like Very you're not true. doing the day to day traffic. It's a great time to go in mm -hmm. and change the things that you've been saying you wish you could get to. And a lot of them did that and they have a much improved location as a result of Very that. Much so true. kudos that to all those people mm -hmm. who had the wherewithal and used it to things in their restaurant because you come back like Tony Mandina's I went over there today they had done a lot of work in there it was gorgeous and it was um when I say gorgeous I don't mean you know gorgeous like wow this is the most glamorous place ever just a really nice restaurant they did a lot mm -hmm. of nice things to it and it was a nice and, restaurant and it one, is a nice restaurant. one more thing or maybe even two uh their food was really pretty it's, good. It's really, now, really good. Their Italian food, it was very much New Orleans kind of cooking. Right, Sicilian Italian. Very well done mm -hmm. in that genre. And they also uh, had uh, a, a, a bunch of other items that they kept. Uh, it's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff lot of on good the menu. Stuff. It's, not, it's not a really big menu. It's not that oppressive menu where you just, oh my gosh, what am I going to get? so big there's so much to look at i don't know it's not like that it's a very approachable menu and it was uh it was a i had a really great meal and we're going to go back you and i and have another great meal oh, there because there's well, call me when definitely more to be had i can just uh, tell you i don't, have don't to you want to have me with you oh i do tom i do <laughs> <laughs> Even if I didn't, I still do. <laughs> five five six nine six nine six is the number. We have a bottom of the hour break, and uh, we'll be right back after the Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Matt Doyle. Louisiana scores another two hundred and five million dollars from BP oil spill money to help address coastal land loss and ecological issues. Executive Director of the Coastal Protection and Restoration Authority, Brent Haas, says over $25 million will be put towards oyster bed-related projects, including the construction of two brood reefs in St. Bernard Parish. The reefs will be closed to harvesting, but are located near open harvesting areas. Young oysters have been uh, scarce lately, and so those brood reefs will be able to replenish other reefs that provide significant ecological benefits, but also 
important harvestable oysters so that we can eat them. $176 million will go towards building marshland in the upper Barataria Basin. And three women who allegedly assaulted a Baton Rouge Chili's worker for asking them to social distance have been arrested. Baton Rouge Police Sergeant Don Capola says a video of the event rightfully sparked national outrage. Not only the video, people obviously had talked about this incident or overheard people speaking of it, and they picked up the phone, they did the right thing, they contacted Crime Stoppers. LRN. Are you a Louisiana small business? State Treasurer John Schroeder here. I believe small business is the backbone of Louisiana's economy. If you're struggling to stay afloat during this pandemic, the Louisiana Department of Treasury is here to help with the Main Street Recovery Grant Program. You are not alone and you can apply for this grant for your business today. You support our workforce, Louisiana, and we support you. The Louisiana Main Street Recovery Grant Program. Support when you need it. Apply now at louisianamainstreet.com. If you love Zydeco music, let the good times roll smoke-free. If you love winning, let the good times roll smoke-free. If you love karaoke but sing off-key, let the good times roll smoke-free. If you love Louisiana and our distinct way of life, it's time to protect the air it breathes. Whether you're living it up or making a living, people everywhere deserve smoke-free bars and gaming venues. Do your part to support a smoke-free Louisiana. You make me feel so young. <laughs> we are here. Back. I don't know. We're getting a lot of feedback there, Adam. I don't know why that is. Mm -hmm. is do you, can you fix that? Oh, there it Thanks is. Well. Okay, there we are. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. It is getting ready to storm over here at the Coolwater Ranch. It is another. It was a really, really rough night last night, and a really rough three. night this morning. this morning, more than anything else. And I was thinking, wow, this is pretty massive. But it looks like we're getting ready to do it all over again. Hmm. So I went to my cookbook shelf. I'm still trying to entice people to call and guess the cookbooks because I have gifts to give. I have prizes. I have, I, I want to be generous. Um, Allie Cousins wants to give away a, uh, another case of Creole tomato dressing. So I started looking at the cookbooks on the shelf and I was marveling as I always have throughout the years because we have, like I said, a lot of cookbooks. People who have wanted to be on the show will send a cookbook. That's, that's changed a lot in COVID world. Now there are no books to be had, I guess because they're not doing the production of cookbooks now. But um, we get like the offer to have a PDF, which is certainly not as interesting as having a book to hold in the hand. 